If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Hour number two, Jeff Cameron Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV, Happy Redemption Thursday. How you doing out there? Staying dry? You're in Tallahassee, you all right? Got a headache? Are you hungry? Feel like uh, maybe catching a movie tonight? What are you going to do? We got football tonight. Oh, there's football. There's playoff baseball. There's yeah. NFL. Hey, did you stay up late and watch last night? Wasn't that something? Uh, I saw it in the morning. There was oh, no, I, no chance. Well, you know, I work late on Wednesday nights because of the uh, golf show. And so uh, I got home and um, I was absolutely uh, enthralled. How, if you like baseball, you know, I'm, I find this to be. Uh, a bit of a quandary. These one-game winner-take-all wild-card games are awesome. They they deliver. Oh, it's it's, it's fake game seven adrenaline, it's but it's it's real to us. Unbelievable! It's unbelievable, right? And but the games themselves have been great. Well, I mean, Boston eventually pulled away, but there was a stretch for the first six innings where that was riveting television. Yeah, yep, it was really remarkable. And then last night, I mean, it's one-one in the ninth, so you can't have it any and lots of opportunities it was old school baseball you had the the national league is so great you had the manufactured run you had all that stuff and then so you had real tough decisions and you know i can't believe they made the decision they did uh to to go to reyes I mean, he's been terrible so mm-hmm. i there was in the second half of the season anyhow so that was not a surprising home run maybe that chris taylor hit it uh is is surprising but you know nonetheless uh I loved it. It would have been perfect if Albert did. That would have been – I mean, he hit that knuckler to right oh, center. I, know, I, I saw know. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been awesome had he hit it. Uh, but that said, you know, I wondered – because I hate the Dodgers. Uh, they just go and buy their problems away. And so, you know, like, okay, we have – what is it, four straight relievers that were formerly – Closers for other teams right, that right, were dominant, yep. right? So you just go out there, oh, well, we got problems in the bullpen? Go get their closer. He's the second best in the American League. We'll grab him. Oh, what about that guy? Oh, we'll make him our seventh inning guy. He was a closer for the Brewers. What about that guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, he used to close over here for the A's. Let's bring him in. We got it. I hate that. It drives me nuts. That's why I was so happy to see the Yankees lose. But my hatred for the Cardinals, it came through last yeah, night. Yeah, it won out, didn't it? It won out, mm-hmm. yeah. As soon as that ball was hit, I was like, oh, the world's best fans aren't going to get to watch postseason <laughs> baseball. What a shame. What a shame. They did the right thing this season, though, in that they, they ditched like that navy red away cap and they just mm-hmm. went to the solid red. Mm-hmm. That looks way better. And to you, I think it looks way better as they walk sadly down the dugout steps. And oh, it's beautiful. Exit like, oh, stage left. That's a tough way to lose. Mm, a little walk off there. Just kind of hung that slider, did you? Mm. Yeah, that ball was pissed on. And as soon as it, as soon as it was, I went. All right, I was uh, <laughs> so. 
<laughs> your hierarchy at uh, that aside of teams you're rooting for. Number one is the Rays. We know that. Without question. Who's the next team that you're pulling for? Could it be your father's Giants, or did they win too much? They won too much. Okay, so, so they're off the list. Yeah, probably the White Sox. I like the White Sox. You do? You like Tony La Russa enough? No, I hate Tony La Russa right. uh, a lot, but I kind of like that scrappy bunch, and I went and saw them play this year. They lost to the Pirates in the game that I was at, which is a miracle. Um, well... Yeah, I know. I really don't have a Tony LaRusse is going to be deified all the more no, if they do it. I can't stand him. It drives me nuts. Uh, the, uh, the Brewers? You can't no, do that. They're in your no, division. No, no. It's the Rays. The Braves? No, no, no. No, you can't do no. that. And I'm t- the Red Sox have won too much as well. Houston? You no, can't do God, that? No, cheating. No, no. Come on, Rays. We need That's you more it. than ever. Your top three list is the Rays. Yeah, That's Rays, it. Rays, and Rays. Well, here's how I look at this. I'll be happy. There's a lot. The opportunity to be happy for many people in this postseason exists. So the Rays are who we're rooting for. Yep. And if they win, for obvious reasons, we'd be very excited. Basically, every championship in any sport is owned in the moment by the Tampa Bay area. Yeah, I'd like the Rays or the Giants, though. That ragtag bunch turns into a great team and Buster Swan song. Oh, that would be so cool. I'm with you on this. So, on the other hand, if Buster goes out a World Series champion again for the fourth time, Mm. I mean, that's that's a lot. It's a lot of rings. Uh, But I like that. I like that team for a lot of reasons, and my father, obviously, is a lifelong Giants fan. Hell, he liked them when they were the New York Giants before they moved to San Francisco, and he has stuck with them ever since. So I got it. Um, he was a big – you know, first of all, he loved Willie McCovey. but He thought Willie McCovey hung the moon, and he also liked Mays, obviously. So the two good heroes there. Did yeah. he go for a swim in McCovey Cove? He did not. Okay. Uh, it would have been cool. He wasn't purified would, by the waters no, of no, McCovey Cove? no. Uh, so there would be that. If the White Sox win, my dear friend Matt Britton has been a White Sox fan forever. And uh, my other good buddy, Todd Van Dyke, also a White Sox fan. So if they win, I'd be happy for them. Okay. Yep. Got that? They won 16 years ago. Yeah. It's been, yeah. I was a freshman in college when they won the World Series. Wow. Yeah. So then there is uh, the Red Sox, which a lot of people probably don't want to see win. But. My brother is uh, there in New Hampshire, and uh, and I, you and I enjoyed going. I don't hate them like a lot of people do. Oh, well, Boston's had enough. I, the market I, in general. I, the, the, the market has had way too much success. I agree. But I love Fenway. It's one of my very favorite places. It's a gorgeous It's park. an unbelievable place to watch a game. Uh, my wife, her first ever baseball game was a Red Sox game against the A's, and, um, and so she kind of adopted them. She kind of roots for them, so... It's a great place to wonder why. Where did it go wrong for the next fifty years? Like that's <laughs> that's what it's great for, yeah. and a good hot dog. Can't oh, a hot dog for hot, the ages. Yep, there you go. Can't have Houston win for the obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Can't. Uh, and then we can't have the Dodgers win. And I hate the Brewers. Although I will concede that if the Brewers win, a lot of people would probably be pretty happy because there's not a lot to dislike about the Brewers. They're just in my division. And we have a testy little rivalry, and so it makes it tough. You know, it's interesting. If you just go by likability and it's a blind test, mm-hmm. the Braves are one of the more likable teams in this whole postseason. I, I'm not going to root for them. I can't do it, but they're a likable bunch. Yeah, and I've said before that, again, my hatred for them 
is 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 left in my past. I don't hate them the way that I once did. The teams that had Glavin and Maddox and Smoltz, those were the teams that I couldn't stand. Uh, but I I don't have any real. Bobby Lopez. I don't have any real. Hate. You do him well. I think that's your number one guy. Um, I that was probably. Uh, well, I heard him celebrating in my face oh, for fourteen man. years. Well, everybody did because they won the division every year. Uh, but yes, I would uh, I would be happy for Corey Clark. I'd be very happy for him. I mean, he is a lifelong true blue Braves fan. Loves him. That's goes true. to the game. He's going to the game. He, he would cry. I think he if, would. If he's capable in that dark soul of his of <laughs> finding tears, he might in that moment. Uh, he might get choked up. All right, well, so, he suffered for the long – well, all Atlanta fans, all you guys do is suffer. That's true. No. That's kind of cool. But uh, <laughs> still, I'd be very happy for him. Especially twenty eight to three, like okay, all right, you you've served your time. Here, you get something here. Yeah, yeah you yeah, get yeah, your yeah. second World Series. I would be happy here. Yeah. yeah. So maybe for the people that are on uh, War Chant TV next week on the when they do the, I don't know if they're gonna do it for the bye week, but the next wake up War Chant Live, ask Corey if he'd cry if they win the World Series. I'll ask him. Uh, all right, Redemption Thursday wagers. I gave them to you in the first part of the show, but let me go ahead and recap these. Uh, it is brought to you by our friends at the Metro Deli. Great guys. Uh, go check them out. Go see Rob and those guys. Johnny Mac, 104 South Monroe between College and Park, online at MetroDeliTally.com. Food's delicious. I get the turkey grinder. I say that all the time, but I do. I love it. Love it. That's going to be my breakfast office. Turkey diner? Uh, tur- turkey grinder? No, no, Metro Deli. Oh, yeah. Wi-Fi solid. You get in there before 11.15, and you could find a spot for yourself. But if you get there around 11.30, you're screwed. Oh, for it's lunch. Just, yeah, everybody's yeah. getting lunch. Yeah, but I'll go there I would, in the morning, get a little breakfast. I'd be there every day. Yeah, agreed. I would. I love it. You would do it. I would do it. I would. It's a simple question. <laughs> if the moon were made. Uh, Virginia Tech plus one against Notre Dame. Give me the Hokies. Oh, my goodness. They're here. Broke them out. <laughs> yeah, let's go, Hokies. Uh, give me Penn State plus two against Iowa on the road. I like Penn State to win the game outright. I'll take him on the money line. I'll also bet Iowa's team total under for the first half at ten and a half. I got Troy minus five against Georgia Southern. Would have liked to have gotten that earlier in the week. Alabama. I can feel it all the way down. I'm trying to speed through these. And, yeah, I know. Alabama minus seventeen and a half. I just don't know how Texas a going to score. I don't think Bama's going to go up and down the field like they usually do. But I don't know how a and going to score. Watching that off, yeah. yeah, It's it's, it's tough times there, Jimbo. you got to coach them up, buddy. They're starting to turn on you. That's good to know. Memphis plus three versus Tulsa. Uh, mm-hmm. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Uh, Houston minus six against Tulane. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also took Temple plus 29 against Cincinnati and Marshall minus 21 against Old Dominion. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. And in the NFL, we're, uh, there it is. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Jets, Falcons over 46, and Tennessee minus 4.5 against uh, the uh, the fighting Urban Myers. I'll do it. I'll do it. I just waved around Eugene Levy. Sorry. Put him back up. I'll look over. See, in, in the two-cam shot, we can just hover over. I mean, like, what are you concerned about? Yeah, yeah. What's going on? So... I I do like uh, their watchability. We've got watchability this weekend, everybody. And we do have chaos in college football, which is a cool thing because Cincinnati did beat Notre Dame. And now when you look around, Oregon has lost. They lost to Stanford straight up. Losing mm. that game is shocking, right? 
and then of course Ohio State lost to Oregon, so they're, they're you know uh, obviously Georgia and Alabama are the prohibitive favorites as they should be, but. Who are the other two teams going to be? Well, Oklahoma and Texas play each other this weekend. Red River, baby. And I got to tell you, uh, you know I love OU as my second team because family, I have family members that graduated from OU. Uh, but I don't feel good about this game this weekend. I think Tejas, okay. you can tell Jamie, I think Tejas is, is, is going to take it. Uh, she'd be relieved. Yeah, that's a I mean, that's a kick that we can watch too. It's a noon kick. What's going on with college football this year that the primetime games are ass every week? Like CBS got screwed this week because they thought A and M and Alabama was going to be a good game. And that's their eight p.m. They yeah, chose that one. Toughy. But if you noticed that the three thirty and the noon kicks, like I knew that Fox was doing the big noon Saturday thing, and I get that Red River, it, it, even though it's like a, a second tier game, it's like one B this week to mm-hmm, Penn State and Iowa. Mm-hmm. If you look at the slate the last three weeks and even into next week, there really isn't a whole lot at seven p.m. or later, other than. Wouldn't it be cool upset type games rather than this is the mega matchup of the week? Seems like that college football has been focusing on 12 and 3.30 a whole lot more, which kind of sucks for us because we're kicking off at 12 and 3.30 a lot. Yeah, yeah. But this is a road game, so you can have multiple TVs going and yeah. you, can, you can do all well, I got that. the post-game show. Uh, by the way, yeah, you'll be locked in. I don't have a post-game show. I don't <laughs> know that watch I'll whatever be, you want. I'll watch whatever the hell I want. Uh, I'll have us on. Of course I will. If it gets a little froggy, <laughs> I'm not a glutton for punishment. Just know I'll be there to charge it all. Yeah, Coastal Carolina is going to house Arkansas State tonight, but you can watch James Blackman. Houston is at Tulane. Uh, That's I, one of your plays. One of my plays tonight, so we get the weekend started right, damn it. Here we go. 1-0. and It's bounce back time. We start 1-0 and tonight. You should do those Tom Brady videos. First, go get a wig. Secondly, yep. take the selfie. Like, 1-0, baby. Yep. Just another great win. Yep. I'm going to do that. We'll see you guys next week. Big oh tough challenge God, on the road. Oh, my God. I failed to eat my uh, apricots on the rug after the win against... You did. Son of a... You've got to get that out of the way to give us a chance to win on Saturday. That's a good video for tomorrow. Okay, That'd we'll post the video, video tomorrow. My bad. I am going to sit on the rug of me, uh, hand-woven <laughs> in Tajikistan. Uh, if you've got a window and it's not raining, try and do it today because then I'd like you to be on the staff predictions video a second time. time. So you're on the War Chant Report, but then it also, hi, it's me again. Me again, eating my apricots on a rug of me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will do that because we won, and I said I would, and I failed you. So I will do this today or tomorrow, uh, me on a rug, eating apricots, celebrating the victory. I should have done it immediately following the game, but I was so blissful that I, I immediately got on the post game with you. Right. You, well, uh, I mean, and drank some that's, that's the correct order of things. Yeah, that okay. was the right thing. We're more important than the rug of you. I got a Friday play uh, with Temple getting 29, so Friday at 7 o'clock oh, man. against Cincinnati. Normally, normally, not watching that game at Nippert Stadium, by the way, Tom. Nippert Stadium. Great name for a stadium. Uh, so normally I wouldn't be watching the game at Nippert Stadium, but now see? one of my favorite bowl stadiums in the Midwest. Welcome in. We're live from Nippert Stadium here in Cincinnati, Ohio, where today the Bearcats take on Temple, coming in as a twenty-nine point underdog. I know that it's a bowl concept because I use them for a creative uh, NCAA uh, dynasty. I created a team and I use because it looks cool. Why? Oh no, no, I wasn't in Cincinnati. Oh, no, okay. I use that stadium to be mine because there's like cool Gothic architecture around there. I don't know if that's gone anymore, but yeah, one of the best things to do. Well, I always played with army and so i uh, there i was mikey stadium or whatever and that was beautiful mm-hmm. with the stone and all that yeah kind of like the georgian architecture or whatever loved it but i always had to play somewhere where it was going to get cold halfway through the season 
because I wanted to see my player's breath. I wanted snow. wanted there to be a chance of snow. The first time that ever happened in a video game. That's the game, coolest damn thing ever when you saw their breath. I saw it in a Blockbuster video. It was on a PlayStation, and I, it was like NFL game day. I don't know if it was 2K. It was like game day or something. And and the guy also, you could hit a button, and he could taunt the other guy. It wasn't NFL Blitz style. He'd right. like, we're coming for you. And then yeah. you see the breath, and you're like, oh, what is this? When you could see their breath, it was the best. I was like, this is so cool. When they the, the offensive defensive line in the trenches, you'd see the breath going back. Yeah. I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. It didn't matter. It was 16-bit. We I, didn't know any better. I missed that game. Come on, man, with the NIL. Aren't they bringing it back? Didn't they announce they it? They need to expedite that Let's process. Let's go. What are we doing? Uh, and then so Saturday, to your point, we can watch – Oklahoma, Texas, number mm-hmm. six versus number 21. Just got off the horn that this morning talking to a guy that covers Oklahoma, and I was getting insight from him about um, what's been the problem with the offense, and it's been the offensive line has been up and down. Uh, the, you know, Spencer Rattler has not played that poorly. Uh, they just – Yeah, his completion percentage is high, but if you look at the total yards per game, it's, eh. I mean, no, it's, no, it's no. not Oklahoma quality, no, that's for sure. No, and they're used to lighting everybody up. So another big moment for Sark here. That's a fun game. Uh, I don't think that I, – I guess, you know, I, I can't get a feel at all for Arkansas Ole Miss. That is a game against two top 20 teams, and I know both are coming off resounding ass-kickings, yeah. so it lost a little bit of its luster. But that, that would be a cool game to watch at noon as well. How much of a clown does Lane look like mm. for that pregame interview when he tosses the headset? Mm-hmm. Did you see that interview? No. Oh, so they did the sideline thing before kickoff, you know, playing the game up. And uh, he said something to the effect of, it's time to go or we'll see. And he takes the headset off and he flings it. Why? Because he's tough and he's ready for kickoff. And then they absolutely got Oh, waxed. well, my God, it's over in the first quarter. Absolute clown move. Yeah. You better beat their ass if that's going to happen. Vaught-Hemingway Stadium demands it, Tom, when Va- they're playing this game. Not with. Hemingway Memorial? No, no, Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. We should remember yeah, Hemingway. Absolutely. Yeah, that's where that, Minimalism is the way to be. we got to go. Vaught-Hemingway Stadium is where they're playing that game. Just so you know, because you know I... I dare do this. Uh, I also, in my personal life, may have interest in the Georgia Tech-Duke game. And, um, of course, that game is at Wallace Wade, the famed Wallace Wade, where you do not just roll on in to Wallace Wade Stadium and expect to walk out with a victory. Is that the side you're playing? Uh, Georgia Tech. Okay, I was going to yeah, say, yeah. No, no, they no, can no. roll on in oh, yeah, yeah. with the rambling wreck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does, uh, does Auburn make it a game? Jordan-Harris Stadium, as you know, Tom. Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. They say Jordan, like Jurgens. Yeah, I know. Um... I, I think for a half, mm. I mean, their defense rates well. We'll see. But they, they have to be invested, though, because the offense ain't going to do diddly. So how oh, you're not a believer in the newfound up? athleticism of Bo Nix? Newfound? Where do they find it? No, did you see that play? The, the, the touchdown play that he had no. where he ran all over the field against LSU, spun out. It was very athletic. It's a great play. Go look it up during no, the break. It's, it's a, LSU. It's, well, I mean, it's a hell of a play, though. I mean, it really is. It's ridiculous. But, but best play he's ever made. Okay, it well. is. He, well, it's low bar because he's terrible, and he's been terrible since day one. But it's a hell of a play. I, I even said – I saw you think it that play moved the line three points to no, Auburn's no, side? No, no, no. I was just kind of kidding. But I, I saw the play, and I have to admit, I was when I watched it, I saw it live, and I went, what the – look at this. Where would this come from? That's impressive, Bo. Chuck Oliver's like, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> he's been I've waiting. I've been waiting. Uh-huh, he's been waiting. Uh, so that is a 3.30 window there with the uh, Georgia-Auburn game. It, just to your point, as we were going through these other games of interest, if you will. But the one I really want to watch is on during our game is number three, Iowa, hosting number four, Penn State. That is the one. Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City, uh, just so you know, Tom. You think Iowa's point total last year was fraudulent? You got to if you're playing Penn State plus two. 
Yeah. Everybody I, thought that line was screwy, and it was four, four and a half, whatever mm-hmm, it was. Mm-hmm. That Maryland was going to – this is the thing that Maryland does. They, they rise up they, for a given week every season. over six times. All right. They threw four, uh, four first-half interceptions. Four. What the hell are you doing out here, kid? Throwing interceptions. Four. That's what I'm doing. I mean, sweet Jesus. It was uh, it was uh, it was to his brother or whatever. It was uh, the the Tugalavola kid. Four or, interceptions. He threw five for the game. Keenan is looking at him like what? Uh, yeah, I mean that is not what we do. Yeah, that would have been me, McConaughey. There, I would I would it would have driven me to smoke. Well, I'm going home. Uh, That's but, what you. <laughs> I mean. Stub hub these tickets for uh, 150 apiece. I guess I'm going the home. The game was over. I mean, midway through the second quarter, you're like, "What are we doing out here?" My man's just steady throwing a rain of interceptions, like it's his job. I really began to think that's what he was trying to. Uh, now, listen, Iowa will turn you over. They'll turn you over now. Right, right. But damn it, in a half, uh, that's I would have a hard time. Wait, wait, just do another one. You need to have a black and, and uh, golden rod shirt that says Iowa will turn you over. <laughs> and just wear that <laughs> just around wear town. That. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, Iowa will turn you over now. And, you know, everything else, we, we, we talk about turnover luck. I don't think you can do it with Iowa. They're just steady picking people off on the regular. Mm-hmm. They, they create their turnovers. It's mm-hmm. insane. They go get them. They go get them. You can cause some turnovers now. Iowa's proof. We can't. Oh, no, no. We're, we will turn it over, but we will not get. Right. Or if we get it, we'll say, we're sorry about that. Here's the ball. Yeah. We, it's all yeah, yours. We're not reciprocal. That's not fair. That's not fair. We don't want to win like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. But, uh, yeah, there it is. Uh, you are looking live. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Thanks for watching. Hope you're well on a Redemption Thursday. This is the segment, Solving the Future, brought to you by our friends at ISF. Working perhaps for a state agency and you need, well, listen, you need need help. You want to solve the future. You want to do what your vision says, hey, we're capable of, and um, ISF will do that. They do that with their... Uh, clients now, and they've got a lot of them, 40 years in business, 18 states. They have worked with state and local agencies serving millions of citizens, and they have allowed those visions to become realized with their expertise. And they have expertise at the state level. You get better efficiency, productivity, and return on investment. Yes, indeed. Go hit up my friends at ISF. Solving the future is tough, Tom. Um, that's, you know, whether it's workflow or strategies or business processes, all that stuff. How do we do it for Florida State? You know what we do? We call ISF for anything we're going to do with technology, and then we turn to Florida State basketball. Oh, that's yeah, a good call. That's yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn to Florida State basketball. Like a good future. I've asked a couple of people around the program, you know, what is this team? What, uh, you I, know, I will have definitive information for you, Tom, on that front next week. I've got a scheduled conversation. Well, I'm going to hold you to it. Perhaps okay. you can tell us during solving the future. Maybe I'll do next it next week, right here. Yeah, yeah. But 
the answers I got, because I was expecting all the turnover, you lose a lot of experience. Polite had a really good end to the season, so maybe he could be one of the guys you lean on. Sure. Emily Osborne, maybe he finally has a home in the offense because it was hard. Square peg, round hole, given what we were trying to do. Yeah, I had some tough times, yeah. So is this just a tournament team? You know, just get to the tournament, and then we'll see what uh, happens? That's, that's an annual occasion, sir. Right. So is it the bare minimum of the expectations? And the answer I got back was no. 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 This team could be more because they've got a couple of guys who can drop 20 a night, and they all care about playing defense. And I thought, well, mm-hmm. you don't play for us if you don't. No, but, I mean, really. There are some guys who did it because it was it was required here. But then there are others who just live for it. And it sounds like we've got a couple of kids that are coming in that might kind of live for it. So mm. when we get into January, February, you might see the Junkyard Dog 3.0. So I got to tell you something. Um, we When you look at our roster, right, and you look at all these seven-footers, Naheem McLeod, John Butler, uh, they've got, uh, I think they've got three seven-footers. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeez, that's really remarkable. I mean, just just having three seven-footers to alter it's shots. a lot of fouls, man. It's a lot of I fouls. I like that. Yeah. Uh, the the Nahima Cloud kid is uh, a giant. Yeah, he's got a little more toughness to him. Yeah, yeah, big kid. Uh, anyhow, I want to see. Uh, I'm excited to watch this team. Uh, of course, I am. I'm excited to watch every Leonard Hamilton coach team because they get after you. Uh, but they have some fun kids. Matthew Cleveland is a kid that we're all excited to see. I know that. Yeah. Uh, and we've talked a little bit about the you know the Mills kid. Um, I'm excited to see they him. Like him. They like him. They a lot. like his smarts. And, and what Leonard told the media last week in the availability was his mind is where it needs to be. 100% up to speed, but he wasn't able to practice with us last year. So we got to get him physically where he needs to be. Mm-hmm. But you're already working with somebody who was the preseason player of the year in the conference that he just came from on a team that basically is a Final Four contender now. Houston is a program once again. So you got that guy on your team. That's good news. I'm rooting for a guy that I've given a hard time to Tanner and Gong. I'm, root, oh, I'm rooting. I'm rooting for them. There are two. Uh, yeah, there are two candidates. Well, on this who roster. else have I given a hard time? Raekwon Evans. He's back in the fold. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to stick with Ngom. Well, come on, let's get it together, Evans. You've you, something happened. I don't know what happened last year. Two years. Maybe it was COVID, man. Maybe maybe it, it was the been, malaise of COVID. Because two years been. ago he was trending in the right direction. Yes, it's some big shots for went us. Went the wrong way last year. All right. So Ngom, who I was hard on because he's got hands of stone. Is a good guy. All these guys, all these kids are good guys. Leonard has got a marvelous program. Um, but I'll tell you another reason. My son went to the Leonard Hamilton basketball camp. My oldest son uh, this this past summer, and he had an incredible time. He thoroughly enjoyed it. Loved the instruction that he got. Loved the interaction he had with coaches and players. He had a good time. And in Gom, he had to. He tried to. This is so good. Bryce is thirteen years old. And he had to go one on one with <laughs> But he's pushing six feet tall. So, yeah. 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 He's getting there. He's a little string bean. But he, had, yeah, but Ngom is uh, 7 2. Yeah. And so my 13 year old was going against uh, Ngom for, just for giggles. Uh, and I was watching them warm up, and Ngom was having fun with him. And uh, when, I, when I went to pick Bryce up at the end of the day, I said, How was that? Uh, and he said, Well, I, I couldn't score. I'm like, No, not if he doesn't want you to. No, you're not going to score against 7 2. Uh, I go, did he block your shot every time? He's like, yeah, he wouldn't let me get the shot off. He blocked every one of my shots. And that made me like him more. Good. Yeah, yeah. that's what I said. I said, he shouldn't let you get the shot off. you got to adapt. you got to learn other ways. Go out further. Make him guard you by the half court. I don't there know what is. to tell you, yeah. but yeah, you got to do something. Get some serious space. space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he could still extend. But he said he was a super nice guy and that's that he cool. gave him some really positive instruction. 
Well, but think about what you're raising for the future, right? It's mm-hmm. a solution you didn't even know you had a problem. Solving the future. You've got two sons who've never known good Florida State football. And all they've known is good Florida State basketball. And now they're going to basketball camps? You think about that. They're going to be raised loving Florida State basketball mm-hmm. in a way that we grew up loving Florida State football. It's not that they're not liking FSU football, but they have the reinforcement of it's exciting to go to these games. It's exciting to go to the TLC C and sit in the Vista that is the uh, – Warchan well, yeah, WVFT yeah, yeah. suite. What, what do you I have to call check that? Myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or the or the club level. We will have a view from the Vista this year. We're working on it. Well, what is taking so long? This is a very easy uh, thing. Red tape. Red tape. Oh, you know, always with the red. A lot tape. of paperwork. You don't have to deal with any of that when you deal with my friends at ISS. Oh. Who just sponsored that segment? Those guys. Don't try that at the house, everybody. None of that. They've got you. They streamline the process. They don't make it more complicated. None of that nonsense. They will advise, protect, and advance your ideas. Your expertise meets their expertise, and you develop proven IT initiatives along the way. Successful work gets done thanks to ISF. It's the Jeff Cabot Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Uh, I see that they're, well, they're not bickering, but they're debating. Uh, number of wins that remain on this schedule for Florida State. Well, you got a surefire win against UMass. So my question to you then would be, is there any other game on the schedule besides UMass that Florida State wins this year? So I have to definitively prognosticate and say well, they're, they're going to win a ball game. Well, listen, I mean, I think it's taken a lot of people a long time to come to the conclusion. You know what's so weird? And I, let's talk about this for a second. Oddly, last weekend's win was a sobering reminder of what's not possible. And 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 the, when I watched that game, obviously we had a good chance to win it right from the start because they came out and played very good defense in the first quarter. It carried over from the week before. So the first mission, check. I thought, all right, okay, good. There's real carryover there. Yeah, I will take that. And we're up 9 to nothing. So you knew at 9 to nothing, one way or the other, we were going to be – we had a chance to win that game. We knew that going into the second half – Unless the second quarter became a uh, just unmitigated disaster, and I really didn't see how it could, given that Syracuse is lacking weaponry. So I kind of thought, all right, well, we'll be in this game in the second half. Could they get this win? And the number one thing I took away was that they were mentally tough and engaged for all four quarters, and no amount of adversity that they faced in that game was going to get them to back off. They were going to fight to get a win. And that was a great thing to see because you can easily go the other way when you're crestfallen, beaten up, and on the wrong end on the scoreboard every weekend. It can be a here-we-go-again mentality when things begin to unravel, and it did begin to unravel. I mean, once they started, you know, the QB runs and then those crossing routes, that deadly combination, ridiculous, uh, was churning up yards and points. And then we turned the football over and you had all, you know, so you're thinking, well, I don't know, doesn't look good. But then the defense rose up and got a stop. But immediately following the game with the champagne celebration and all that, when I looked back on it and I thought about it and the next morning I watched it again, you know, 
I don't know why this game, maybe it's because they did have so many people out on the back end and because the guys that came back are really playing hurt. I mean, that offensive line is in shambles. I mean, DLT is nothing like he was. He doesn't look to be anywhere in the same ballpark of the player he was a year ago. Obviously, Robert is not healthy. Um, you know, yeah, Maurice Smith. Maurice can't Smith. Be healthy, yeah. He's not healthy. They did improve, by the way, with him in the game, without question. He is a he's a he's a plus player. Even hurt, even hurt. He's a plus player. But you know, again, they are just riddled with injury. And then you know, those receivers. Darius is playing well too. Yeah, Darius. Left. He's, he's been a positive he's development. A, he this is year. a he's a good football player. You're yeah. correct. We've got something to move forward with. Uh, I just I guess at the end of the day, when I went back and watched it, I thought, how is it after this win? I kind of I feel worse. I'm I feel happy for the kids. I was happy for Mike. I'm happy as a knoll that we got a win. But it was just a, a profound reminder that they just don't have dudes. They got they don't have dudes. And it's it's they just have a you know like they say a bunch of jags just another guy everywhere you look it's just another guy not a not and there aren't when you watch Florida State play Jay Sean Corbin stands out he's a he's a plus football player in any league period he's a good player any Power Five school he'd be a plus player he's a good player Trey Sean Ward's a good player he's a good player we're done. Name another good player on that offense. Can't. They, they don't have one. No. They don't have one. You got two good players in your entire offense? Two? Darius might be a reserve, but yeah. Uh, then defensively, uh, the back end, we've talked about it all year long. I don't care. I'm not interested in the reasons. For whatever reason. Jamie Robinson mixes it up. He misses some things. Oh, listen. But. Brownlee mixes it up and gets in there and will stick his head in there. They'll come up and hit you now. That I will give them that. Yeah. They're not – I almost said something I can't say. They're not soft. Um, they'll come up and hit you. They'll tackle in the run game. Um, but you don't – you really – I mean, linebacker, you got one dude. There are two facets to that game, though, right? There's the physical and the mental. We did have the physical aptitude to pull away by multiple scores twice. Should have run them and out of the stadium. We had the mental ineptitude to allow them back in the game. Sure, yeah. And so, dumb, dumb things. They're cleaning up all the penalties. This is not a team that doesn't look coached. They worked on getting disciplined, pre-snap, all that stuff. We're not having uh, all the stupid penalties. I don't mind penalties of aggression. I've talked about this before. The best teams in the country oftentimes are the most penalized teams in the country. It's a misnomer that good teams don't commit penalties. B.S. Some of the best teams in the country, national championship winning teams, have been the most penalized team in the country. But, but they're usually penalties of aggression. They've got so much size, so much speed, and they're coming to take your head off. And it gets borderline. Mickey's group used to get a little borderline, you know? A that, little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that's, and so what? That's football, baby. That's football. So I, I can live with that. It's all the pre-snap stuff. You can't get lined up. You got dumbassery, you, the miscommunication. All, we're not doing that. We're not having that problem, not on offense. Now, there's still plenty of miscommunication on defense, and that, that's why we're having conversations about making changes with the defensive staff because they're still this far into the season dealing with communication issues and guys who aren't, for whatever reason, playing well. Okay? So now there are – Again, I will not criticize a kid who's simply not good enough. If you stink because you're just not at this level, 
big enough, strong enough, fast enough to compete. Uh, and that's not your fault. We gave you the scholarship. You didn't do anything wrong. That's fine. You're, you're doing everything you can. But when you got guys that are confused and have no idea uh, where they're supposed to be and rise the ball snapping, people, that's, that's coaching. That is a problem on that back end. You will criticize the player if they're not good enough, though. Well, I'll criticize. You'll say they're not any good. They're you know okay. They're, they're yeah. nothing. They're, no, no, no. You know. Well, I don't say they're nothing. I say they're not any good. I do say that. Sure, he's a great person, but right, he's, right. he's garbage. You know, uh, he's not any good is what I usually say. I say they're not <laughs> yeah. any good, and I know that's not grammatically correct. That's another reason I do it to piss off people. But anyhow, it's they're not any good. I got it. I will say that, and it's always relative to the talent we should have playing here at Florida State and within this conference, and what our expectations should be. Right? Sure. My Okay, but my point would be very quickly about the layers of that game and how it makes you feel in the long haul. You do have sequences in which you play complementary football, oddly enough. That's where last week when you get a couple stops and then you have what looks to be a cohesive touchdown drive to put you up 9 to nothing, pending the PAT, which we did not make. But you, you have that situation and then you get up 30-20 to 20 and you feel like, because the ball's coming back to us, that you're going to put this game on ice. Yes. So for me... I actually took that as a, oh, you can do that, though. It's not just surprising Notre Dame in week one. You can do that to the dregs of the ACC. I get it. Syracuse ain't great. But it's in you to be able to be in that position. Now you've got to clear the mental hurdle, which is, oh, my God, we're winning. What do we do? More of the same. Nobody freak out. We are allowed to have a 10-point lead at some point. It's okay. We can do that. Yeah, you're allowed to beat people's ass. Sure. It's, it, 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 actually, this group was, doesn't would, look like they think they're allowed to, Yeah, though. but I also don't think they're good enough to beat anybody's ass. I, they're just uh, maybe UMass, but they're not. that's it. They're not good enough. But if they believe they're good enough on any level, then maybe they're going to hang around in some of these games that we don't think they should hang around with because the trenches dictate terms on defense and there's derived confidence from all of that. But it also, the house of cards stacks on the fact that Jordan Travis is not going to come out of the game limping ever. (laughs) So that's that's a frustrating thing too. Well, I just hate that we don't have a drop-back pass game to speak of. We don't have guys that get separation or get open at all, ever. Uh, You know, we have to design a lot of trickeration. A whole lot of will fool you, finesse. But then we do run hard up the middle once we set things up on the perimeter. I'll give us that. Okay, I'll give us that. Which is really a compliment to this offensive coaching staff. It really is. I mean, that's why I'm always praising Atkins. He's got a guy's he's got he's doesn't have enough talent up front, and what he does have that is talented is all injury riddled, and yet they scheme angles and find ways to run the football to the tune of over two hundred yards a game. With nothing up front, nothing consistent anyhow. Guys can't practice together. Half the time, some of these guys are out of practice, and then they play in the game because they got heart, and he still schemes it up. So I give him credit. Now, look, one-on-one in pass pro, those kids get beat all the time. And that's that's another reason we don't have much of a passing game, and that's why Jordan has to play because otherwise it's Sac City. But uh, That's not a place you want to live. No, I don't want to live in Sac City. We drive past Sac City. Let's take it on to the next exit. We don't get off here. It's dangerous. Sac City is not where you want to be. Keep it moving. They don't even have a gas station on the blue sign. No, let's get over to See that what up there? That's the end zone. Let's get into the end zone. Let's go there. Let's pull off here. There is one thing to note about this game. Again, I'm trying to be optimistic a little bit here. Mm. I understand what the realities of the situation are. It would be a prohibitive upset. Not just because Vegas says so, because it's the truth. Oh, yeah, no, no. It seems to warrant our, our worry. I would argue that perhaps, perhaps... Our best players, those three that you circled, maybe four that are legitimate football players on other teams. Yeah. 
Might be the best that North Carolina has seen this year. Just stay sure. with me for a minute. Okay. They open with Virginia Tech. Who's got a good defensive line. Okay, but do we like ours? We like ours a lot, right? Even with the injury this I week. I like ours, yeah. yeah, yeah. Georgia State, nah. Mm -mm. Virginia, they might have a couple offensive players. They do. The quarterback can play. They're yeah. well coached. They're, they're better than they should be because of the way they're Yeah, coached. they don't defend anybody. Georgia Tech and Duke? I mean, could it be that this weekend they're going to see a little bit better over the again yeah, so considering possible, those opponents it's, po it's very possible that they're facing the best defensive line they've faced yet and that is a single asset in this game in which Florida State has an advantage because UNC's no offensive line has not been good uh, and obviously they, they had to replace a bunch of weapons so they're getting Sam Howell hit a lot and the hope here is that you win that overwhelmingly so yeah. I think it's not only that you create havoc with this defensive line but you got to get home and hit that guy, and you've got to create turnovers off of it because I think you're going to need a little help. I do not think that this Florida State offense is going to go into North Carolina and have a lot of success. I really don't. They've got two talented corners who are going to press up on our not-talented receivers, and that's going to be emasculating. So you're going to have to probably play the screen game, the same short game, quick passes, all that stuff, and then try to run the ball. Now – they North Carolina has given up some on the run. They have given up some some rushing yards. So okay, maybe maybe because we're not going to hurt them in the passing game. Uh, but that, the hope is that you get a defensive score for once you outplay somebody on special teams. Be the first time in ages. That'd be nice. Uh, maybe God dare I say a, a block punt or something like that. I know that's scary. Nah, don't try it. We'll, it, we'll get flagged we'll for get flagged it. We'll get flagged for roughing. Uh, even if we don't rough, yeah, we'll, we'll get flagged we'll, for we'll it. We'll graze his calf muscle. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, and no. He'll fall down and the refs will all throw flags and guarantee you it's not going to be the running into, but it'll be the roughing. They'll call it targeting, too. Yeah, probably. Yep. Uh, so, anyhow, all of that said, uh, you know, you, you do have a puncher's chance. I'm not saying they can't win the game. I am saying that. I don't think they will. And I actually don't think it's going to be close. And I'm interested to see how the fan base responds if we get blown the hell out. Because you know the game you like to play. The yeah. game you like to play is who's got a chance to win a blow? Oh, sure. Yeah, well, it ain't us. So, and you know that. It, it, this is resounding the other way. Yeah, yeah. I see a comment from Ryan that says, you know, they'll be seeing North Carolina the worst linebackers in secondary they've seen. That's flat wrong. You're wrong. Linebackers, yes, maybe. Secondary, no. You're playing Duke, Georgia State, Virginia, yeah, no, Virginia's man. secondary. Is no, terrible. they're trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not much better. No, no, but we're yeah, better. Yeah, no, like we're, that's we're just not wrong. exceedingly good. No, no. That's a toughie. But we've got to compare ourselves to those programs because that's the lot in life that we have these days. I, uh, boy, I, I, it's going to be a shame. I, the more that we get into this schedule, it does not help us. It does not help us. The first half <laughs> yeah, was we, where you we needed, needed to get fat you, here. You, you needed to make hay. You see that fat bear thing that's trending? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. where we, we needed to get you, fat. You needed to get really fat and then hibernate in the second half and just go ahead and live on all the eats from the first five games. That's what you had to do. And you didn't. You didn't clean your plate. You barely even finished your potatoes. I mean, you got to eat. There's no food coming, everybody. Eat your mashed potatoes. Get to that turkey. Let's go. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio. We'll come back and give you uh, probables. Yeah, we'll give you a probable, anyhow, uh, and we'll wrap it up then. How you say? With the pitching, uh, probably? North Florida Payroll Services sponsoring this segment. We thank them locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to NorthFordaPayroll.com. Hey, 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 don't look down. Got a baseball game starting in about an hour. 
Ooh. Here we go. The fighting Tony LaRussas. Here we go. God, stop bringing up that he's still alive, let alone coaching. Loathe Tony LaRussa. It bothers me that he's a knoll. White Sox, Astros. Lance Lynn, Lance McCullers. Everybody's name, Lance. 407 Minute Maid Park, FS1, ALDS, Game 1. It's the Lance party. Not a party I want to attend. Are you going over to the Lance's party? Who? What? Lennon McCullers are partying this weekend. No, I'm good. <laughs> Red Sox raised tonight at 8.07. And the... Um, Often fond over and uh, flowery language describing Tropicana Field. <laughs> Sterile. Eduardo Rodriguez going for Boston. Shane McClanahan. McClanahan goes for the Rays. And that is a look at those that shall reside of the bunk. <laughs> Tropicana had some issues with their delivery trucks over the years. I remember that when I was a kid because we would deviate to Simply or, you know, the Florida brand or whatever. Simply Orange didn't exist when I was a kid. But I I hope that uh, their trucks are now as sterile as that environment is. Mm. Because if they are, then you never have to worry about your OJ. Well, let me tell you something. I love me some orange juice. You do? I don't drink too many juices, but boy, do I love orange juice. Did you ever try the uh, the orange and pineapple blend? No. My family swears by that now. No, I never did it. Yeah. I like grapefruit juice, too. I guess I like juices more than I realize. I never buy them. Never buy them. But every time I walk past the aisle, I go, look at those glorious juices. And I never buy them. So when you go get breakfast and they ask oh, you, yeah. you get coffee, do you also get a juice? Always. And it's orange? Orange. I'm a, I'm a nightmare for breakfast. I'll have coffee, water, and an OJ. Oh, my. Yeah, bring them all the juices. All slap the, in the back yeah. of the head is what you get. <laughs> Good work out of you. Thanks, Tom. Thanks to uh, everybody who listened and or watched. Be well, everybody. Enjoy the games tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Libations Friday.